There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. And for anybody listening to this show live or in the next week or two, and it's the beginning of January that we're airing this, a very, very happy new year. I hope it's a wonderful year for you all. And we're going to talk today about how to be a power connector, the 55, 50 plus 100 rule for turning your business into profits with Judy Robinet. And I'm really, really excited about this conversation today, and I'll, I'll explain why in a moment. But before I introduce you to the show, um, over the Christmas and New Year period, we replayed the three biggest shows of 2018, those that had the highest number of listeners. And a huge well done to Simon Hampel on Future Stewards from um, from Leaders uh, Edge, um, and Phil M. Jones, so that's Leaders Quest, sorry, Phil M. Jones on Win More Business, and Mark Beresford-Smith, the Head of Economics at HSBC on Economics Today. Uh, if you've not listened to those shows, you can access them all from the archive. I also want to say what a truly amazing interview I had um, a few weeks ago before the Christmas period with Casper Craven and Dan Cashel on business lessons uh, that you learn from your children. Uh, Dan's a really accomplished um, entrepreneur we've had on the show. And Casper, um, besides being a very successful entrepreneur, took two years out and traveled around the world uh, for two years with his young children in a boat. Uh, uh, so it was really interesting. And as a consequence of that, over Christmas, I actually agreed with my family, a sort of set of values for my family with my wife and kids and a, a really engagement statement about the, the Super Cooper family and how we were a team and how we were going to stick together and help each other and realize our potential. And my kids just got really excited by it. So um, it really inspired me. So do take a listen to that if you have children and you want to, um, you know, take some of those principles from business those things about values and and, and help them uh, you know to improve uh, the way that your family connects and delivers so talking about connecting with others which is an essential part of family life it's also an absolutely critical part of business life and it can actually though be according to my guest and I believe very much believe her because I've experienced it one of the hardest things to do so we're going to talk about how to be a power connector uh, and helping you to replicate and apply the really critical connection skills that get you results. And uh, today we have Judy uh, Robinet, um, who's really helps to transform the the way and uh, approach that people connect. But I can assure you, just by reading her material, it's also um, changed the way that I approach my connections too. Uh, Judy is a business thought leader. She's been profiled in the Street Vogue, CBS, Forbes, The Washington Post, Bloomberg Business Week. Uh, and she's a sterling example of the new breed of super connectors who use their experience, their networks to accelerate growth and enhance profitability. She speaks globally on business strategy and high-end strategic network working. And for more than 30 years, she's been an entrepreneur, a corporate leader. She's served with Fortune 500 companies. She's been on many advisory boards. Uh, and she's the author of How to Be a Power Connector, the 55150 rule. And her second book, Crack the Funding Code, will be released uh, in September 2018. So that's 55100 rule. So a huge welcome to Judy Robinet. How are you today? I'm great, Chris. Thanks so much. 
You're very welcome. And uh, Judy, um, you're just telling me about this beautiful part of the world that you live in. Uh, do you want us to explain where you're from? Yeah, so I live in this small community of about a thousand people, Franklin, Idaho. And if you watch the movie Napoleon Dynamite, that was the school I went to. Uh, and I'm about three hours from Yellowstone and Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So I, I just sit along this beautiful range of uh, mountains. Oh, it's just a, such a stunning part of the world that uh, I've uh, yeah real fond memories of, of Yellowstone and, and Jackson Hole. Real, a real sort of cowboy area it feels as well. Yeah, and I now have uh, two horses, so I've I've got saddles and looking kind of like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your life? And, you know, you've had a really interesting life growing up in, you know, predominantly Mormon community. And I just wonder what was life like for you and what did you learn from that? Yeah, so when I was 10, my father retired from the military and, and we moved to my mother's hometown. Uh, I was really in shock. Um, everybody was white. Um, everybody was Mormon. Uh, you know, my father's side of the family was Southern Baptist and my mother's Mormon, but they weren't religious. But my dad marched me to church every Sunday. I think he was afraid I would become a hippie. Uh, <laughs> but it, it turned out to be, a, you know, very good because I learned how important service was. That's really one of the fundamental bedrocks of, of that religion. Uh, and so it was a wonderful place to uh, grow up. There's never been a murder here. There's no, you know, bad traffic or, or anything like that. Uh, lots of uh, fishing and, and uh, going to the, the mountains. And so that was good. But it, at first it was, you know, rather uh, a shock to me. Wow. And, 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 you know, what that's, you know, the Mormon faith, it was I visited the Tabernacle a number of years ago and really didn't know what to expect. You know, there's a lot of smiley, smiley people with white teeth. I remember when I walked in and, and this uh, beautiful kind of kind of building, and, and I wasn't quite sure if I was, if I'm honest, you know, I was entering a you know a bit of a cult or whether it was, uh, I don't know. But I, I'm just sort of intrigued. You know, how do you? What's your experience of you know being in that environment? And uh, it, you know, it sounds like you know, there's a lot of good comes to it yeah i i mean my uh my neighbors are just the the best good people of the the earth good-hearted would help you do anything i had neighbors who would loan me their trucks when i was 14 years old i mean i look back now and and think you know how amazing that these people would let me you know borrow their vehicles and do all kinds of things and and so it, it was pretty amazing i didn't really appreciate it at the time uh, but now that I'm, I'm older, I look back on some of the critical lessons that I learned. And, you know, the big one was be of service, that we all have gifts here on earth and that we should help other people, which is really the bedrock of what I believe. Uh, no, yeah, it's a gr great principle. I've certainly experienced that from you as well. You know, we've known each other only for a few weeks. And, you know, you've been very helpful to me. I really, uh, I really appreciate that. And, and I'm kind of interested, you know, you, you have this passion for, connecting uh, people and as so I've experienced that um, but you describe yourself as not being you know a natural uh, networker uh, and you know I'm not sure if those two words mean the same thing uh, in your vocabulary but uh, where where did this uh, it, I got the sense that you may be you know more sort of on the in introverted and not um, you're not necessarily comfortable in that yeah. networking <laughs> background so you know, where did yeah. this uh, this this connection ability and interest come from? 
You know, so I was really shy, and I was bullied a bit because I wasn't Mormon um, when when I moved here, and and so I saw myself as an introvert, not having really much to to offer. Most of the kids around here could dance, play piano, a lot of stuff that <laughs> that I didn't know how to do when I moved to town. Um, but uh, you know, I became very fascinated in solving problems. I've always been, um, you know, wanting to help people. And when people told me I was a good networker, I really didn't know what they were talking about because I always saw that as showing up at meetings and, you know, exchanging business cards and a lot of it being manipulative and icky. Uh, So I don't consider myself a a networker at all, Uh, more, I guess you would say, strategic networking. So if somebody, you know, like you, Chris, says to me, this is where I'm planning to go, I instantly start thinking about, what are three or four top connections that I could make that could accelerate you towards your vision? Uh, and, and that's exactly what I love to do because I realize nothing happens without other people. I mean, Rockefeller, they said, had 120,000 connections in his Rolodex. Harvey McKay just did a blog about that. And you don't need that many people, but if you have a few very well-placed people If you need money, you need to find a new job, you need to get on a board of directors, you need, you know, funding for your startup, then it's, you know, a couple of phone calls away. So nothing happens without people. And, you know, I often tell people there's no lack of resources. There's 7.4 billion people on the planet, 369 trillion in private global wealth, countless ideas. So everything's there. So it really is connecting the dots and and the dots are the people and the the resources that they have so just um you know t- tell us just a little bit about what you do right you know you've obviously written this book and there's another one coming out as well and you you connect a lot of people but just uh you know what what is life like for you right now what what are the the key sort of services that you provide well, I, I work on some interesting projects. I work for a, a multi-billionaire, helping him in, in his efforts to grow the ICO field, initial coin offerings. Uh, he's very interested in all things entrepreneur. And I work with two or three individuals that have startup companies that need funding. Um, and, and I'm also on VC boards and, and angel group boards. And, you know, I'm an accidental offer, never planned on doing a book. But uh, it's great because I love to teach and I want people to be able to, you know, achieve their goals. And, you know, everybody's got gifts, but usually we don't have enough to do it by ourselves. We, we really do need other people. So how so what do you see then as being the the key difference between power connecting and networking? Yeah, so a lot of people will just show up at meetings and they'll just try to to meet people. And they'll go to these, you know, events. I always start with, as Covey would say, begin with the end in mind. Like, what is your goal? If if you know what your vision and your goal is, and and what is it you need? So Golden Seeds, which is the third largest angel group in the world, they'll often tell entrepreneurs. Um, who do you need to know and how are you going to come up with a plan to, to meet them? So being strategic means linking that to your goals or what specific outcomes you, you have. You know, I've met people, I had a guy call me once, Chris, and he had a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet and he had 100,000 people on it and he was going to send out Christmas cards. And, yeah. and I said, his name was David, and I said, David, how many of those people have ever helped you in life? Well, it was less than 10 people. 
And uh, so, you know, I meet a lot of people who think that, you know, just by luck, well, you can create luck. And uh, people will say, no, you can't. And I'll say, really? Go stand on a train track. You know, did you create bad luck? And so it is about positioning yourself uh, because you don't need all 7.4 billion people on the planet. You need to get in the right room. And that's probably the biggest mistake that I see with networking. It's not a room that can help you. You know, a lot of people will call me and they say, I went to this networking event, but guess what? Everybody was broke just like I am. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very true. Yes. I, I remember turning up an event and there was, um, you know, people from the local pronto print and uh, it was a breakfast breakfast event and, you know, people sort of selling photocopiers and that sort of thing. And I kind of felt, you know, actually, you know, interesting in terms of who those people might know, but I didn't got that sense that I wasn't in the right room. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose you, when, when times, you know, times limited, you should maybe spend that time uh, with with people and connections that are going to help, perhaps. Yeah, and and so there's some critical things that you can do to position yourself. And instead of just you know like thinking about one or one, think about where the people you need hang out. And so I'll tell people who are interested in growing their business or finding accounts. Go to the Association of Corporate Growth. This is an organization that is global. They have mid-tier CXO-level decision makers, and it's across different industries. It's one of the best groups out there, but you you need to think about um, groups. For instance, in San Francisco is the Churchill Group, and it's a private, high-curated group. I got invited um, last month, and I met the CEO of LinkedIn. Well, everybody in that room um, was somebody to know. Wow, that's um, a fascinating organization, that, that one. So what's the, uh, on the front of your book, you, you talk about the 5, 50, uh, 100 plus 100 rule. What, what is 5 plus 50 plus 100? So I found out doing some research that most groups fall apart at 100. Um, and uh, so you don't need more than, than really a, a 100 people. And, and the 5 research also shows that, you know, it's your close friends and family is about 5 to 15. That's the circle around you. The next circle out, I call that the 50. And that's where you try to be very diverse. You have people that, you know, are connected to money, politics, uh, regulatory, whatever it is you need, depending on, on your goal. And and the reason that you do that is your 5 to 50 are called really close connections, and they know everybody that you know. So when you need to find leads for a job or increase the bottom line of your company, those aren't people that can typically help you. So you say they are people who are... Or not well, no, your friends and family typically can't. They usually know all the same people you do. And, and so it's important to develop that next ring, and, and yes. I call it a 50. Gotcha. And you start just where you are. I mean, many people make the mistake of not utilizing the people that they already know. And so it's important to meet with them and tell them your story and what it is you're doing and then ask my two, I call them the critical golden questions. Number one, what other ideas do you have for me? And number two, who else do you know I should talk to? And, and this has landed me at meetings at the White House, wow. uh, becoming friends with Mark Burnett. Wow. And do you, do you um, one of the things you do is, is you very much, uh, you, you, you give. And, yes. Uh, and you look to how you can help the other person as well, which yes, I think you, is really, you, that, that, just that, that comes first uh, in the conversation. Yes. 
Yeah, you always try to add value. And, and I found out very quickly, I, I made it a game once after I figured out I wasn't shy. I remember pulling up to a restaurant and the lady I was with, I said, I'm going to figure out how to talk to the next person that pulls up next to me. And I got out and they had Idaho license plates. And I went up and said, oh, I'm from Idaho. Where are you from? And I talked to them for five minutes. And I made it a game to see if I could figure out how to have a conversation and figure out a way to add value. And as soon as you add value, that puts you in about the top 2% of people out there. And when you do that, people feel um, just so grateful. And the other thing is they want to give back. It's the, you know, the law of reciprocity. And so being generous is really critical. Well, we're going to go to, on that note, to commercial break now. And after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to you know, explore the um, five and 50, 100 a little bit more in terms of you know, how wide and deep should your network be. And we're going to start to think about the kind of mindset that you need to really go out and, and connect. Um, so uh, lots of um, great content and information and ideas. So I would recommend with this that you, you sit down with a pen and a paper as well. Um, because I'm sure there'll be some great notes and ideas that you can take away. So we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Judy Robinane. We're talking about, um, about power connecting. And uh, before uh, the break, uh, Judy started to talk about adding value and we started to talk a little bit about 
about really generosity and the, the need to give and, and I've, said, I've certainly sensed that and felt that with with Judy so I thought it'd be good just to maybe explore that air that's you know that area a little bit more because I often have found when I've met people that um, not not everybody but occasionally meet people and they just want to tell you tell you tell you about what they do and uh, and I haven't come away from the conversation feeling feeling I've had value I feel I've been talked at um so Judy t- talk talk to us a little bit more about your thoughts and views and perspectives on this yeah, so research shows that the first two things you look for when you meet a stranger, uh, the first one is warmth, because you don't want somebody that's going to, you know, kill you or they're dangerous, mentally drained. Um, and, and the second one, you want a level of competence. But I add generosity. And the reason is just because someone can help you doesn't mean they will. Now, years ago, I used to look at a person and I'd, I'd say, you know, does this person have a good head, a good heart, and a good gut? Uh, and I'd been hit in the head with bricks from a couple of really bad actors. So that dark triad of Machiavellian, narcissistic, uh, you know, sociopath I was trying to avoid. And I finally boiled it down to, is this person a Martha Stewart or an Oprah? Now, they're both really good. They're billionaires. But if I had to trust one with my back, it would be Oprah. So I look to people, I'm very careful who I have in my network. I want people that will match my values. And, you know, if someone calls me and they need help, I will, within an hour, get them connected to people, and those people will get right back to them. And it's because of that generosity and being willing to give and to help. I I was uh, really thinking about this. Judy earlier in the week and uh, I mentioned to you before the break one one thing that I was inspired to do having read some of your material was to think about who you know who are those people in my network that do have a good head a good heart who I like to uh, communicate with and I really trust so I pulled out a actually pulled out a list so far there's a there's 150 on it it may get pruned a little bit further forward but what I felt through that list Judy was just so much energy as I as I read through it Whereas uh, some of the other sort of databases of, of connections I have, you know, some of them make my heart sink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I just feel so energized to, to reconnect with some of these people that I haven't done, you know, just because I'm genuinely interested to hear how they've got on, you know, how I can help. And, and some of those people happen to be hugely well connected. So um, I'm really looking forward to working through that. So thank you for that, that idea. You're welcome. So good, good head and good heart. Um, so uh, how um, with this network, and I mentioned there about the size of uh, my sort of a database, and we talked a bit about 5, 50, 100. Uh, how, how, um, tell us a bit more about y- y- your sort of network and really how wide and how, how deep should it be, you know, related perhaps to what you are specifically interested in? Well, honestly, you know, you only need 25 to 50 people that are, uh, I say it's important to be diverse, to have people across different industries that have uh, different resources that could help you and, and deep, uh, meaning you, you could get invited, whether it's the, the White House or wherever you live, somewhere important. And then you want people who will return your calls. So those are really kind of the the criteria. You know, it matches your values. They will get back to you. They will pick up the phone. A lot of people will tell me, for instance, you know, well, I know Kevin Harrington. And I say, that's great. Um, Can you call him? Oh, well, you know, no, I can't call him. Well, that means, you know, you're not really 
closely connected to that person. They're not someone that is really valuable in your network at, at that time. So you want people that you can connect to that have diverse backgrounds. So indeed, whatever it is that you need, you're comfortable calling and saying, you know, this is where I'm at. What other ideas do you have? Who else do you know I should connect to? And, you know, a big mistake I see is even with the networks that people have, they've not really educated people on what they need. And for instance, when when I did the book, my agent called me and she said, you know, Mike Muni sold Axe software for about 45 million. He's an expert in, in kind of connections. He's doing this new software called Viper. I think you guys ought to talk. And so Mike flew to Salt Lake and, and we met and I said, you know, I've never even heard of your software, Mike. What are you doing for marketing? And he looked really glum and very sad. And, and he said, you know, if I could just get an article in Success Magazine, that's my customer that I need to connect to. And I said, when you go home to Texas, I want you to call Wendy. Her best friend um, runs Success Magazine. And he literally almost fell off his chair. <laughs> and, and this happens to me a, a lot, that people don't realize because they've not really sat down and shared their story. And, and part of it is, you know, research shows if you've been raised lower to middle class like I was, you're taught not to ask for help. You're yeah. taught keep your head down, work hard, great things will happen. Well, you know, when I was about 38, I realized great things weren't happening. And I looked around the company and, you know, I saw the guys out playing golf and, and doing all of these events and, and connecting. And so it's important to learn the art of the ask and, and just ask. And most people are more than happy to help and they're honored to share their opinions. Yeah, that is really. So I, you, my mind's going back. I had uh, a guest on the show, uh, Amanda Brown, a few years ago, and she was saying to me she she knew uh, and had met Jack Canfield. So I said, great. Why don't you know? Do you like his work? And yeah. And would it be good to be more connected with him? Yeah. So why don't you ask him if he come will come on the show with you? Which was suddenly oh my word. And uh, and she actually went away. She did it, and we did an interview with Jack and Amanda and. You know, out of her bravery of, of you know picking up the phone or the email and having a conversation with him you know afterwards he, he wrote on social media most wonderful endorsement for her uh, so you know I think it was a really good example that of, uh, of you know he being prepared to step up and and speak to people who you do know in your network who you, you're not sure they'll help you and actually you might be surprised that they will yeah and and you know when I figured out everybody needs help everybody uh, that was really an eye-opener to me. It doesn't matter whether you're a billionaire or a famous guy, you, you need help. And, and I'll just share a, a quick story. When uh, I did my book, I happened to be on a panel with Mark Cuban, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if I could get Mark to endorse my book? And so I talked to Mark, and even though I'd worked on one of uh, his uh, portfolio companies, he said he was too busy. And I thought, well, okay, I'll just go to your boss, Mark Burnett. Well, I didn't know Mark Burnett. But I decided, you know, I'll go out and talk to a few people in my network, and I found somebody who knew someone who'd been invited over to an event that Mark and his wife, Roma Downey, had had. And so I said, what does he need? Well, it turns out they'd spent $14 million of their own do dollars for the movie Son of God, and they were concerned about marketing. Well, I quickly did some research. I found the Baptists were behind it, all these different groups, but not the Mormons. Well, there's 16 million really well-connected Mormons who believe in Christ. And so I, I called around, got some connections, um, found out I could get them in Vogue magazine, I could, you know, do these different things. 
And I also learned that they were going to be at Sundance in Park City. And so I got a hold of the handler and said, hey, I, I know that Mark needs some help here, here, and here. I've done this, this, and this. I, you know, if I just had 10 minutes with him, I'd be happy to help. And the next thing I knew, I was having dinner with uh, Mark at Ruth Chris Steakhouse and told him what I would do. And he said, who are you? <laughs> but then after that, he said, is there anything I could help you with? And I said, I'd love for you to look at my book, see if you'd consider to endorse it. And he said, done. And oh, by the way, my neighbor in Santa Monica is Oprah. Would you like me to get a book? Now we're still friends. And, and it's just the power of showing people that you will have their back and that you'll use the resources that you have. And, and those don't have to be huge. You just start where you are. You can connect to people in your network. You can send a report. You can send a small book. Just do something to show that you're generous, that you're helping. And pretty soon, you kind of become the center go-to person. Well, I mean, that's very interesting because you know, often you find people will you know, have some connections and they'll offer to help. Um, however, what they they don't then do is follow through, uh, and actually, you know, make yeah. that make that happen. You know, there's a lot of people will judge you like, on your behaviour, not your intentions. So, uh, absolutely, yeah, that that's absolutely. And by the way, the people that don't follow through, you don't want them in your network. You don't want to refer other people to them because it'll make you look bad, and and it's not good for for any of the people. Uh, involved so you know that is really important to to follow through and just be thoughtful just think about you know caring about people think about how could I help this person and after you learn how to do that add value it becomes really second nature and you know when I started I didn't know anybody Um, and getting invited to the White House uh, in November I was invited to a diplomatic tour of Serbia for a week all expenses paid uh, and that's because I just helped somebody and I didn't necessarily expect anything back. And she called me out of the blue and said, would you like to do this? Well, of course. And go to the White House. Well, of course. Who wouldn't want to do those things? Mm-hmm. And you can tell that you're getting into those higher levels. And then suddenly you find out there's all these curated events that are private that you have to be kind of in the know to get asked. Mm. And, and is this you know, the, the mindset for connecting? Is that about this process we're yeah. talking out of generosity and giving. Yeah, being, uh, you know, the Army is really boiled down how to be a leader, um, and it's being empathetic is, is one of those criteria, which is being generous, putting yourself in, in the shoes of that, or the boots of that other soldier, uh, and, uh, you know, being proactive, and, and that's what you need to do. And so, and the mindset really is not about you, and, and they've done research. Half of us say we're shy. Um, but if a psychiatrist, if you if you talk to one of those individuals, it's only 10 to 12% of the population that's really shy. The rest of us, it's a problem with self-worth. And that was me. It was like, why would somebody want to talk to me? What do I have to offer? Uh, and I actually read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and started just saying hello to people. And, and geez, I found out people kind of liked me. Uh, and then I kept going. And then I found out as soon as you focus the conversation on the other person, how you might help them, uh, there's no fear. And and most people are good human beings. So it's important to talk to strangers. And the two ways to do that is to offer a, a compliment or to ask a question. And I've never had anybody not respond. You know, I don't bother people that are asleep next to me on a, on a, a airplane or 
that are reading, but I just do try to open myself up to strangers. I've met billionaires on hiking paths in Park City. Uh, and if I wouldn't have just taken the time to say, hi, hello, um, I wouldn't have those connections. So there's gold in strangers. Yeah, well, that's brilliant. And what um, are there some phases to being a successful power connector? Are there some steps in the journey that we need to be aware of? Yeah, and, and so the, the first one is certainly being clear on that, that mindset. Uh, looking back, I would say the second one is to make an assessment, write down who you've currently got that shares, that has the good head, the good heart, the good gut that you would like to go to lunch with, Chris, like you said. Mm. Um, and then I would say start talking with those people and, and ask what other ideas do you have? Who else do you know I should talk to? and start adding value. I also tell people, talk to two strangers a day. And, and I don't care if it's in the grocery queue or post, you know, anywhere. Just make it a point of smiling, how are you? You know, don't you like the weather? Whatever it is, just so you start doing that as a habit. Because I don't like set a, a side time to network. I, I don't do that at all. People say to me, well, you must spend hours and hours a day. Nope, not at all. That, that's uh, yeah that's very cumulative as well as talking to two strangers a day that's uh, you know that's 700 and uh seven eight hundred people a year that you're gonna yeah. talk yeah. to and uh, what you find out is most people are wonderful human beings and they'll they'll help but you know a lot of people the reason those two questions what other ideas and who else do you know is because a lot of people can't necessarily do that on their own i do it automatically if somebody sends me an email or connects with me on LinkedIn and they say, hey, I'm trying to do this, I, I will instantly think of what I could offer, what resource to get them going on their path. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it may be that when you're talking could be online, it doesn't have to be face-to-face. -face. Yeah. It, it can even be email. I, I've, I've actually done deals. I, I did uh, a couple of deals with a, a woman investor in, in Boston, and I never even met her for four years. I mean, somebody said, well, when did you first meet her? And I said, I've, I've never met her. Uh, and, and so it really is these almost high-end emotional IQ skills of high-end communication and, and the empathy. Uh, I, I never actually met my, the co-author of my book, Face to Face, um, we, which was uh, published uh, last year, 2016, yeah. early 2016. We worked on it for uh, several years together and um, we're great friends but we've never met face to face yet which i think is miraculous really with the power of technology yes uh, today but we're, you know, we're good friends um so i'm just thinking well we've got a, a sort of three minutes to commercial break but i mean do you have a, a really good example where you've kind of followed that process and it's led through to uh, you know some really great outcome you've given us a few already but yeah, um, you know my 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 favorite one is is the the, the one that that I shared with you. But a, another one, I was in uh, the Reagan uh, D.C. airport and in the bathroom, you know, washing my hands, and a, a, a lady came up next to me and she had on a beautiful raincoat. And I said to her, "Oh my gosh, uh, what a pretty raincoat! I've lost mine. Where did you get that?" And I started talking to her and. And I didn't really know what she did or anything. And, and uh, she said, let me give you my card and, and let's talk. So I get on the plane and I pull up her card and it's uh, Dr. Aretha King. And she came out of, uh, you know, one of the Fortune 50 corporations. 
at the time, she was the chair of the National Association of Corporate Boards, so knew every public director of every company out there. And we became friends. A couple of years ago, I hadn't seen her for a long time. I gave a speech in D.C., and we were talking about connecting with strangers, and she stood up and she said, let me tell you how I met Judy. <laughs> and, and, and those things happen. I, I mean, who would guess? And, and I didn't plan on that. It was a, a, a real compliment. And you, you just try a couple of those and just see what happens. You never know who's next to you, sitting by you, uh, who they might know. Yeah, no, yes. I'm, I'm smiling here. I met a, a friend and a friend of the show. I don't know if you know Terry Brock. Um, but I met Terry in the in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know and and look at the value add to your life. Uh, and if you think about it, most people in your life, even your mate, right, were at some point a stranger. So it's changed that mindset of the the stranger and and make sure that you get into some of these high powered uh, groups. Well, talk for anybody here who's listening who's single and uh, wishes they weren't, talking to two strangers a day uh, could be a good strategy uh, yeah. to change that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, we're not going to we're not going to talk about dating after the break, but we're going to talk about connecting by oh, some of these um, techniques could help. Uh, we're going to talk about connecting via social media and what do you do when you meet people at conferences and and those sorts of things. And do stay around uh, for this section as well because Judy, I'm sure, will highlight some of her top tips at the end. Uh, and there's a wonderful summary in a book, actually, that I'd recommend you go and buy, uh, which uh, is worthwhile you know, putting on your wall, um, keeping close to you, because there are some real gems in there which will make a, a big difference to the way that you connect. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network.
tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with uh, Judy uh, Robinette. I've been calling her Robin A, but... Um, uh, and actually, I apologise to her. It's uh, Robinette. Um, though actually, Judy didn't mind what I called her, so she was very kind <laughs> to me in the break. <laughs> um, so, Judy, let's talk about uh, about social media then. Um, we, you know, because a lot of lot of time uh, we spend connecting digitally today. So, any thoughts about how we best connect using um, social media? So social media is actually a, a wonderful gift. You know, with Web 3.0, we can have access to anybody on the planet. You know, you have all of the best VCs, angel groups in the world on Quorum. Uh, you can find find anything. But certainly what is important to me is LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Um, I have about 55,000 Twitter followers, and people connect with me all the time on Twitter, and they connect with me all the time on LinkedIn. And I do um, a little bit of background if, if there's somebody that I would like to reach out to. A, a lot of the people uh, post information about themselves. I always look to, you know, what their hobbies are, what they, they love to do. Mike Milken once said, the things that are most important to people are their family, their health, and, and money. But, but I also find their pets. Uh, are, yeah. are really important. And so you craft a, an email back to this person showing them that you've taken the time to look a little bit into their background and what you have in common or what you could offer them. Um, you know, I've never turned down a, a request unless it's from, uh, you know, an X-rated porn site or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and I always, you know, try try to help. And so if you have that mindset, nobody's ever turned me down. I mean, I've made some great connections. And then you can look at the people that you're already connected to and look at their connections and see if there's anybody there that you think could be helpful to you. And so the access is just tremendous. And how much time do you, in your work life, do you spend actually doing that? You know, probably not even 15, 20 minutes a day. Uh, you know, I check my email every morning. I check on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I typically don't do responses on LinkedIn, but, you know, maybe once a, a week and, and quickly just look through there. And, and I have to do that because people have actually reached out for me to come and give speeches or ask me to be on their company's board. And so it's important for me to to watch those. And and it's not hard um, to, to build those platforms. And, and I would tell you, you know, when I started, I think I had 2,000 Twitter followers. And, and I was uh, very blessed in finding a, a, a woman who has helped me grow that to 55,000. And uh, if anybody, you know, wants uh, her contact information, happy to share that. And, and also, Chris, you talked about that top 10 list of tips I have, and, and I'll share that so you can put that in the, the show notes as well as some other documents. Sure, we'll do, we'll do that. Um, so how about conferences? What do you do when you're meeting people at a, a conference? Um, you know, I try to watch. I look for the good head, the good heart, the good gut. Usually if I go to a conference, it's uh, because I, I think there's valuable information, valuable people I will often do research ahead of time, reach out on, on LinkedIn or Twitter and say, looking forward to meeting you uh, after you're on such and such a, a panel. 
And uh, many times people will write back and say, let's grab coffee uh, before we ever go to the conference. And so I, I do look at who's there, but I'm also very open to strangers. Mm. What, have, you, have you ever stood on a display stand at a conference or, or had a, a display stand? And how would you, how would you work that? Because that, sometimes that's a, you know, an uncomfortable place for people to be. Um, a display stand. What do you mean by that? Like so up like, on the podium? So yeah, like um, you know, at a conference, there's often suppliers there who have their have their stands and uh, and, and their wares, and um, you know, looking for passing trade to have conversations with. Uh, yeah. You know, how, so the how... first thing, uh, the first thing is get behind, get out from behind the desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I see people that are back there and they're kind of their head down. They're hoping no one will come and talk to them because. <laughs> their own self-worth. And so I would tell you to get from behind that desk. I actually had a law firm when I was CEO of a public company and, and she was tremendous in biotechnology, but she wasn't good with strangers. And, and she would actually invite me to come to the, the bio conferences and, and I, would, I would be at her table and I would go out and shake hands with people and, and find out what they were doing and offer some uh, they they had some uh, great white reports or other reports and and talked to people and I actually generated more work for her than she did just because I was uh, out friendly you know you smile you shake hands ask them what they think about the conference you don't have to jump right into look at my whiz bang product how great it is yeah 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 I'm asking that cheekily and in, in that I've uh, been been given a, a part of a, a display stand for an event in, in, in a month's time. So I'm thinking about my strategy for <laughs> for doing that and using that. You, so. you, ju- you just think, uh, how lucky it is these people are going to have the opportunity to meet me. <laughs> 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 you know, flip that mindset. You know, a- everybody's a great human being. And I, I think a lot of it does boil down to uh, self-worth. And, and you just be friendly. If people aren't friendly, you don't want them in your network. You just say next. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But I think that what you're describing there is more of a you know, natural, proactive approach, really, rather than being passive, is, yeah. is getting amongst people. And uh, there was, uh, in one of your, in your tips, and I'm sorry, I've not got the sheets in front of me at the moment, but there was a point there which you make about, uh, you, know, it, uh, you know, about being really being, being confident to talk to strangers, really. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember the words yeah. you used. You used a distinct phrase, Um but actually, you know, you, by not talking to people, you're not adding value, are you? No, you're you're not. And and uh, you know, when I was younger, and I'd look at people, sometimes I think they were snooty, or uh, and and I later found out that they were shy. You, you know, that they themselves had trouble talking. And uh, at at the time, I thought, you know, they didn't like me or wouldn't talk to me. And and I found out that they were suffering from the same thing I was. And one of us just needed to break the ice. <laughs> Yes, yes. I think it's uh, yeah. I, I was at the gym the other night, and there was a couple in there who who looked like they were keeping themselves themselves. And then one of them suddenly looked across at me and, "Oh, you were at the park run on Saturday, weren't you?" And uh, and suddenly the whole you know the unease just suddenly evaporated, and we have a had a wonderful conversation, and we support the same football team and all sorts of things. And you know now I, I feel I've got two friends when I go. Uh, yeah, that's the gym. and and that's, I didn't I didn't break the ice. She did, which uh, yeah. Um, but that was uh, yeah. I was willing to talk, and so were they. Um, so part of the you know my strategy really, Chris, is you be very targeted, specific for resources that you need, and then the second one is you be very open for 
just strangers or or luck, um, and 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 that really is important because there's people out there that you can just rub shoulders with that can be life changing for you, uh, and you want to show them. Uh, who you are. I, I often say everything you do says who you are, everything. And, and so just smiling and shaking a hand or asking a simple question or offering a, a compliment, that tells people a ton. I think they've done research that people make an assessment of you in 30 seconds. Yeah. 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 That's, I think that's um, very, very... Um... Very, very helpful, that first initial contact. And of course, I'm sort of mulling over now is that you talk about, you know, look, and, and actually there does seem sometimes to be remarkable serendipity that occurs when you're out there. And I think, um, you know, what's coming to my mind is it's important to, to notice it. Yeah, you have to take action. A, a couple of my, one of my favorite quotes is, you have to shake the apple tree hard to get the apples to fall, but it's never the tree you shake from. Uh, and there's another fellow, and he was famous for these geodesic domes, and he has what he calls the corridor principle. And he said, you're looking down a long hall of, of doors, and, and you need to get in a door. Uh, but, you know, the ones you first try won't open. Uh, but it's required for you to keep going. And, and I find that somehow that's really true. It's the taking action, and then it's almost serendipitous, like uh, the universe says, yes, you've, you've done the work. Here's the people you need. And do you think people often miss the prize because they just don't see it? Yeah. I mean, it's just like with sales. The, the research shows that the very top salespeople are persistent, and they'll keep asking or they'll keep quality contacts with people uh, for 10 times and, and they'll get 90% of the sales. Most people quit after three and some people will manage to go to five. And, you know, people want to do business with people they know and like and trust. I mean, an investor in Boston that I do some work with once said, no one's going to write a check the size that would buy a home unless they know you, like you and trust you. So your job one, whether you're going into a pitch to get money or you're trying to get a new deal, is to establish a relationship because you want the second date. Yes. And, and you, you want to stand out from the crowd. And so many of these little things are just simple ways to stand out from the crowd. And I recently read some research about it takes 10 quality touches. And, and the quality is, and it can be on LinkedIn or an email, but, but it has to be both people communicating. Uh, but just, and again, this is adding value, whether it's reaching out on the phone, sending them something important, taking them to lunch, 10 quality contacts. Hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. But very easy to stop and try and move on to something new when you could further enrich that one relationship. So that being specific and identifying the, the people you do want to connect with and get to know and then sticking that out over to build that rate relationship and nourish it over time um, sounds like the you know, a really helpful and appropriate strategy. Yeah, and you really can't be successful in life without other people. You just can't. And so the way to propel yourself up a level is to really decide what is that goal? Uh, who are the people that you need? Where do those people hang out? Uh, how can I get in the right room? How do I get in the right room with the, the people that can and will help me? Now, Judy, you've been very 
you've been very helpful and generous with your thoughts and uh, and tips and ideas today and of course i'd recommend to people to go out and and, and buy your book um how to be a power connector because i think it's uh, it, it's hugely valuable for everybody to have on the bookshelf and to review but i'm just interested how could people help you well um you know certainly um, I like great people, and if, if people are uh, in the venture capital community or they're looking for funding, happy to you know talk and help. Uh, I, I just like really good people, and in particular, if somebody's really got a challenge and they're stuck, send me an email. It's just Judy at Judy Robinette with no e on the end of Robinette.com, um, and I'm happy to help. Brilliant. We've got just about another sort of couple of minutes. I want to is. What would be your final sort of top tips that you'd like to leave us with? Um, you know, I would say kick fear to the curb. Kick fear to the curb and get out of your comfort zone and make it a goal this year that you're going to have a strategic network. Make an assessment of where you're at, what holes you need to fill. The act of just writing it down and looking at it will help you determine who else you need in that network. And you know, maybe it is to lay the seeds to get on a board or to find a higher level job or whatever your dream is. Realize all the resources are out there. And so, you know, just come up with a, a bit of a, a plan. But a lot of it is in your head. You know, we talked about that mindset and then just start taking action. Uh, another thing I would say go to a couple of groups that you typically don't go to. What I find a big mistake is accountants go to all the accounting meetings. Uh, make sure that you're looking at, at other groups. Find out where they're, they're at. Find out where the powerful people are. And they're often at non-profit groups. Many of the people who have been very successful in life are there. And so you can volunteer. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, some really... Great tips there. So I went a little bit quiet there. I was writing them down. <laughs> too, too valuable. <laughs> no problem. Not yeah, to, no, uh, not to no keep problem. myself being selfish there. Um, but really, really helpful uh, interview. I think I think this, this, this subject is an absolutely essential one. And I think you've really helped me and I'm sure our listeners today to to really think it through in a, in a logical uh, way and uh, and think about our mindset and realize there is a process to this and there's a strategy uh, behind doing this really well but there's no doubt when you do it well you can achieve some tremendous results so a huge thank you judy thank you for joining us today thank you it's been a pleasure and if you want to find out more about judy robinette then as judy mentioned go to judy robinette.com there's uh, two t's um in judy's name j-u-d-y-r-o-b-i-n e-double-t.com. Really recommend that you order a copy of her exceptional book, How to Be a Power Connector, the 50 plus 50 plus 100 rule. Uh, on next week's show, we have uh, Derek Arden. Uh, Derek is a, uh, a good, good friend of mine. Derek was the national president of the Professional Speaking Association in the UK, and like the NSA in, in the USA. Uh, he's a, a negotiation expert. He's written several books, and we're going to talk about uh, win-win 
and his latest book on the show next week, uh, which will be really valuable. Um, my mother even wrote to me to say how much she enjoyed the show I did with him about five or six years ago. Uh, and uh, really, negotiation isn't something she does an awful lot about. Um, it was unusual to to hear how much she's enjoyed that. So, um, do uh, if you do if you negotiate uh, and you want to develop more win-win collaborations, join us next week. Uh, if you've got any questions, you've got thoughts, you want to uh, give some feedback. Feel, please feel free to get in touch with me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Have a wonderful week. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.